I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Giant Splash, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the San Francisco Giants and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle Giants beat writer Susan Slusser, and I'm joined today by my very old friend, Andrew Bailey, who, um, Andrew, I believe I've known you since, <laughs> since you were a minor leaguer in the in the A's system, um, and of course now going into your second year as the Giants pitching coach. Look, look how far you've come. Yeah, yeah I, I look how far we've both come. Uh, it's, it's been uh, it's been a blessing to be in the game this long and and to know you for for uh, such a long time and you know really looking forward to uh, this this new new uh, path here we got together and and uh, really fun to be able to work with you again. Yeah, that's you know what I have to, I do have to tell a story which I, I think I, you've heard before, but the spring you were you were in big league camp. Uh, I think you were one of the guys that there's there's always one or two guys that the reporters just never really get around to talking to. And I yeah. just kept sticking and sticking. And finally, we were all kind of like, do we need to talk to this Andrew Bailey guy? It was like the very yeah. last week of spring training. Um, and then you wound up being the rookie of the year that year. So we were really yeah, on it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, you know, it's just amazing how, how times have, have kind of changed and um, you know, we we talked before this call about competition, and uh, you know, I think that's the where the game is, and and it doesn't matter, you know, uh, what part of the career you're in. Like production is is always key, and for me, you know, having the opportunity to go to to big league camp, and and uh, unfortunately, you know, for our organization, we had some injuries at spring training, and and that kind of always happens. But um, you know, I just every time I took the mound, it was an opportunity to kind of show what I can do, and. To be be in an organization, you know, like the Athletics for such a long time, and, and the respect I have for Billy and the group over there, and and Kurt and Bob Guerin and all those guys that I had, it's uh, it was it was just an honor to, to be a part of that, and, and they gave me the opportunity to, to pitch at the major league level. So that that always kind of um, you know look back at that, and and without that organization at that moment in time, uh, I really don't know if I would ever had that opportunity. Yeah, and it's you know I, I this is probably true of, of most coaches and, and managers of the game, but you also are in the position where you really understand where guys in this camp are coming from, and it's a huge camp. You know, I think you guys have seventy-two guys in camp. Um, I think there are twenty-two non-roster pitchers, something like that, um, to go along with the pitchers on your uh, you know forty-man roster. How mm-hmm. is that? You know, you obviously have a ton of coaches there, but at the yeah. same time, this is an enormous number of pitchers. How are you finding that, trying to, like, see everybody, work with everybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I think from a seeing everybody perspective, um, you know, Kai Correa has done an unbelievable job of, of scheduling, um, you know, making sure that, you know, all the eyes that need to see our guys um, are able to on a daily basis. And so, you know, that's been an amazing, um, you know, kind of just – he, he's been so strong to be able to put that together. And, and then from like a camp perspective, yeah, I mean, I think like it's a, it's a unique season last year going into this year, we'll have our own set of challenges. Um, 
you know, but pitching, pitching wins championships. I mean, bar none. And, and we, we know that for sure. And making sure that, um, with, with the, you know, limited amount of innings last year, there's a lot of uncertainty moving forward. Um, you know, minor league camp, you know, starting later. So just making sure we have arms that, you know, can, can help us win ball games at the major league level is going to be really important. And then looking for guys to separate themselves from the pack is, is uh is, is what we're looking for and, and competition is healthy and competition is good and it creates a strong environment and, and camaraderie um you know especially at our camp and um you know I, I and i'm hoping that in time you know I, I maybe maybe with the quality of arms that we're seeing like this is a a destination for guys who you know hopefully want to improve or you know um you know our front office does a great job of looking at a variety of different things and Brian Bannister, our director of pitching, has done an amazing job of, you know, um, kind of, you know, sh- speaking his voice on, on how we can help certain guys or maybe uh, point out certain things that they've done in the past and kind of kind of reharness that. So it's it's been awesome to to learn and work with them and you know seeing all the guys out there and as we get into our third game here against the Dodgers tonight and um, you know really looking forward to a strong competition all, all spring long. Yeah, it it should be interesting. Now, let, let's start with the rotation because, I don't know, maybe a month ago I might have said, like, well, you know, it looks like it's kind of maybe there are probably five guys for five spots. And since then you've added some really interesting names. Uh, there are obviously a couple new guys uh, who are in the rotation yep. pretty firmly with DeSclefani and Wood. Uh, Aaron yep. Sanchez signing recently. We have yet to see him. I, I assume that, that he's been throwing some bullpens for you. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, Scott Casimir, sort of out of nowhere, Come, comes back in the game on a, on a non-roster invite. You guys are, have wound up with some, some really interesting people, uh, it seems like. How, how do you see things in the rotation in general with what you have and what you have returning, and, and then some of the new guys? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, like I said, the front office did an awesome job, um, you know, having, having these guys come aboard. Uh, there's a lot of excitement in our clubhouse, and, um, yeah, it seems, it seems like, there may be a, a rotation spot or so up in the air and, you know, some flexibility and versatility b- built in there as well. And, and, you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, depth is going to be key. Um, you know, it's a 162 game schedule. That's a lot longer than 60 game sprint. Um, you know, and, and we're very optimistic. We'll be, we'll be competitive there at the end and, and be, be, be making a push for the playoffs. And, you know, with some of the names that, that we signed um, and the untapped, kind of potential or um they're again like kind of honing in on some different things that made these guys really productive uh you know at the peak of their careers and and with Sanchi especially coming off the injury like I'm really excited about that for sure and you know you got guys like Logan Webb that are fighting for the spot and and you know Woody and, and Descofani and Gossman Cueto Cueto every, every it's just so cool to have everybody in our rotation hungry right like yeah. there there's there's um that that's a unique you know kind of perspective and uh really brings the guys together and competition is healthy and uh it's going to be fun to watch and see how that unfolds what, what do you think giants fans can expect from uh, some of the new guys like Sclafani and, and wood what are you seeing from them that you like yeah i mean you know obviously woody left-handed um has a unique look to him you know one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball just a few years ago um, yeah, has battled some injury things over the last couple of years and has done some kind of revamping of the mechanics and, you know, coming off a World Series win, uh, you know, he's a he's a competitor and, um, you know, he's he's fierce, you know, they, they don't want to give up the balls with, with, with what we want. And um, so I'm really looking forward to getting him him out there and, and miss bats and 
um, you know, be very productive with us. Obviously, uh, Desclafani, um, you know, down here last year, which which is very well documented, and um, just looking to kind of um, you know reshape some th- some things in his arsenal that was that made him a productive you know right uh, right handed major league starter uh, in years past, especially as just as soon as. Uh, as late as 2019. Um, so really awesome group of guys um, with that, that come here, they signed here because uh, the opportunity that, that is here and, and ultimately like they want to get better. And, and we, we preach, you know, development at the major league level. And, and these guys are, are the kind of poster childs for that um, just like Gossman was last year and, and Smiley. So really looking forward to, to help them um, become who they want to be uh, as major league pitchers and, and watch them compete, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Where Where is Sanchez with his bullpens? Is, is he a guy who is, uh, you know, you guys have been, and, and had uh, Gabe Kapler's been pretty clear that um, some of your starters are, are probably going to be appearing in games a little bit later. You guys are taking a yep. little bit more slowly with them, especially with a short season last year and a long season this year. Where is Sanchez yep. with his bullpen? Yeah, so Sanchez threw a, uh, another bullpen yesterday. Uh, we'll be getting him into to live VPs here shortly and, and, and folded into games here very soon. And, and that's kind of the plan. And, um, you know, with him signing late, you know, he, he did a great job of taking care of himself, uh, you know, during the rehab process last year and um, kind of accumulated some innings. And, you know, some he was very, very uh, headstrong, productive um, during that time. And, you know, getting into a normal off season was huge for him this past year, um, you know, kind of stepping up. But we just kind of wanted to give him a breath to kind of get acclimated in the organization, get a couple bullpens under his belt, work on a few things. Uh, and then we'll kind of, you know, kind of let the leash off here soon with some live VPs and, and hopefully in the games. And he'll be ready to go. Um, he's feeling great and, and really excited to see him compete because this guy is an absolute freak athlete and uh, just very exciting to watch. Yeah. Well, where do you see Logan Webb if he winds up not in the rotation? Is he a guy who could be a swing kind of guy, a spot starter, um, you know, give you some length out of the bullpen? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the opportunities are endless with Logan or the versatility. Um, obviously, traditionally a starter, he had a little bit of bullpen experience last year. Uh, you know, that, that decision is yet to be seen. And there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. And um, you know, maybe there's some creativity in, in the rotation early on. I don't know what that looks like. I just think that, you know, Logan is very, very versatile. Uh, he did a, he had an amazing off season, um, you know, uh, at that push performance down here in Scottsdale working out and then come also coming into the facility here and there and, uh, working with our trainers and really created a strong foundation for him to build on as a young starter at the major league level. And, and last year there was some, there was some bumps in the road and, and he'd readily admit that. And, um, we had a great off season, just kind of communicating, talking, um, and, and really just kind of having him understand who he is as a major league pitcher. So I'm really excited for a, a strong, you know, 2021 for for Logan Webb. Scott Casimir is obviously fascinating. I, the Giants are kind of getting, as you alluded to, this reputation as a good landing spot for guys who are looking for a little bit of a bounce back, maybe kind of rejuvenate things. Um, mm-hmm. Scott hasn't pitched in the major leagues for a couple of years, took a couple of years yep. off for personal reasons. He's 37, um, but he does kind of fit a lot of the Giants' profiles, especially <laughs> in that he's a former Ray and A. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And he's already been through one comeback, which is uh, actually kind of fascinating that he's going through the process again. So uh, what what did you think of him? Uh, We we saw a little bit of his first bullpen session the other day, but but what did you think of him and just the the whole idea that he's he's trying to make this comeback? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's inspiring. Um, you know, we, we connect on a lot of levels. We actually never crossed paths, you know, in our careers, uh, which is kind of kind of crazy. But, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to getting to know him as a person. You know, we have we have kids the same age. You know, we're, we're I'm 36. He's 37. There's a lot of similarities there. And and for a guy that, you know, has gone through some injuries, taken some time off, I kind of resonate with that. So I think we're able to connect there. And and for him to to, to be able to to have that option of a guy who has done it at the major league level, who is willing to kind of, you know, maybe uh, adapt and, and kind of understand some of the nuances of today's game, I think is really inspiring for younger guys. And he's all in, he's embracing it. Um, you know, and, you know, again, like we're getting, letting him get his feet wet in, um, you know, on the sides and we'll get him here in the live soon and, and into games and uh, just a really good sign for our, um, you know, veteran presence, uh, a guy that our younger guys can talk to, um, you know, and then ultimately competing for a, a job on the major league team. And, and that's what you want. And, and he's, uh, he, yeah, like you said, like looking to revamp himself a little bit, but it's the same Scott Casimir, a very similar arsenal. And uh, we're just going to, you know, attack a few things here and there. We'll be back with more with Giants pitching coach Andrew Bailey in just a moment. But first a reminder, you can find all our San Francisco Giants coverage at sfchronicle.com. And to subscribe, go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The bullpen. Uh, Jake McGee, obviously the, the, probably the biggest name, the biggest addition. And, uh, as Gabe Kapler has, has mentioned, you know, probably a, a candidate to close at least sometimes. I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are going with a definitive one closer a la, um, you back in the day, uh, <laughs> or if it's going to be a little bit more of a flexible situation, but how has yeah. Jake looked and, and what does he bring? I think people are probably pretty familiar with him from the division. Yeah, I mean, Jake, Jake brings a, a veteran exp- uh, experience, um, especially, you know, deep into playoffs as, as late as, as, as recent as last year. And, um, you know, he, he knows his strengths and, and that's what we really want our guys to know is, is especially in the reliever role and, and starter role for that matter. But, um, you know, have an identity. If you look around the game at the best relievers in baseball, like you, you know what they're going to do day in and day out from at least a usage, usage standpoint or how they're going to attack right-handed hitters or how they're going to attack left-handed hitters. Jake knows himself really well. Um, he knows where he needs to be um, and just gives us uh, that stable left-handed presence down there late in ball games. So uh, I think there'll be some flexibility with roles. Um, don't really think we're going to probably go with a absolute closer mentality uh as as we did last year I, I think you know that's that's the beauty of having such a unique bullpen is that we want to we want a lot of guys that are able to match up in in different parts of the lineup and and pitch in high leverage situations and whether that be sixth seventh eighth ninth inning is yet to be seen and um but yeah he's absolutely in the mix there for the back end now, you also made the addition of a, another interesting guy, Matt Whistler, who um, was mm-hmm. non-tendered 
he he's fascinating. You talk about a guy who knows his strengths. Wow. Um, you know, yeah. he, he's got a great slider and he throws it as much as sometimes even more than 80% of the time. What are your thoughts yep. on a guy kind of relying on one pitch that much? Are there pluses, minuses, and how good is that pitch? Does he, can he vary just that pitch? Uh, yeah. So like with, with Wiss, like there's, there's, uh, you know, you talk about knowing your strengths. I think, you know, McGee was like 95% fastballs last year and that that's totally cool. Right. Like, and Whistler 83% sliders, like that's where the game is and know your strengths, know what you're really good at. It's, it's our job and cap's job to, to match them up, um, and put them in the best positions to, to succeed, uh, day in and day out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, we'll never put, put these guys, I shouldn't say never, but we, we don't want to put those guys, you know, in the game for a position to fail, obviously, or, or have a bad matchup. So, uh, having unique perspectives like that is huge. And, uh, you know, Whistler having the transformation last year uh, into a, a, a slider monster, for lack of a better term, is is such a great development point. And, you know, really where the game is going, you know, two guys at one super ha- fastball heavy with a strength from the left-handed side, very slider heavy with Whistler uh, from the right-handed side. And, you know, guys take note of that. And, and, when you have an outlier pitch and, and you can do something really well and that is so unique to you, like we need to lever- leverage that at all costs. And um, I think it's, I think it's awesome that that Whistler was able to embrace that and, and really have a, um, you know, a career changing year last year. Now there are a lot of really interesting names in the bullpen too, vying for spots. One of them is your rule five drafty. Daniel Nunez, mm-hmm. and he looked really, yeah. really good in his outing and surprised yesterday. What's, yeah. What stood out to you about Nunez? Uh, I mean, honestly, what stands out to me on Nunez is his heartbeat. Um, you know, the moment hasn't been too big for him, uh, albeit like just the first game last year. But, you know, just the way he carries himself and, um, you know, the way he, you know, functions in live BPs, his, his presence when we have a meeting or a sit-down, uh, his understanding of his current situation, um, you know, the transition from starter to reliever, the embracement of that, uh, just the whole package is really, really awesome. Um, I, I, I'm really excited to get him back out there. You know, he performed really well yesterday. Obviously, the v- velos there, the sliders there, and it's just getting him comfortable into a reliever's type of mindset. Historically, he's been a strike thrower, which, you know, trumps almost everything, and um, you know, so it's just a really unique package. Um, really excited to get him back out there, and you know, he's got he's got some some swaggy confidence too, which is uh, which is uh, absolutely fits in with this today's day and age. Yeah, that's absolutely for sure. And we, we've seen a lot of guys throwing pretty hard out of that bullpen. Curvin yep. uh, Castro, uh, yep. Sam Long, who's another fascinating story. What what are your yep. uh, what are you seeing from guys like that? Yeah, so so Sam, Sam's story is a testament to um, just somebody who took advantage of no minor league season last year. You know, Sam is Sam is one of those guys that put his head down, did his did the work he needed to do to separate himself from the pack, and uh, it's inspiring because you know he he got after it up in Sacramento and at home, and he took advantage of the downtime and put the work into you know, uh, harness his shapes, understand his body, the way it moves, what's he need. Uh, and we were fortunate enough to sign him and, and give him an opportunity and, and really looking forward to getting him back out there. Obviously impressed uh, that first game. And just the conversations I had with him during the off season, the videos, you know, he shared with me of, of the work that he was putting in, in terms of, you know, working out at his facility back at home and 
uh, the questions he asks, he's so poised for such a young guy, uh, inexperienced wise, you know, not pitching above high A. And uh, it's an exciting arm for sure. And, and really looking forward to, to getting him out there and um, can be, you know, left-handed depth option and, and someone who's on the cusp of the big leagues. And, um, you know, it's that, that's an exciting story for sure. Uh, you know, curving Castro, um, you know, barely has, I think he's got like 80 minor league, minor league innings in and um, throwing, you know, 96, 97 up there and, and uh, just attacks the strike zone relentlessly with a big curve ball, uh, understands his plan of attack, um, very confident. Uh, again, like that's just, you know, it, it's like 95 plus is just kind of a dime a dozen now. And, and it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see. And especially these young kids with this opportunity at major league camp and, and to make a team and impact uh, the Giants organization. That's awesome. I don't want to make you go through everybody individually, but there's one more guy I want to ask about because uh, another really interesting guy who had a down season last year, and I know nobody really actually knows necessarily how to evaluate last season. And in this case, probably even a little more difficult because it's Shun Yamaguchi, first year pitching in the United States with Toronto. Um, Results not great, but, you know, going through summer, the pandemic, summer camp, et cetera, and all doing it all in a foreign country. I mean, I think you just throw last year out the window. What are you seeing from him? What do you like about him? Yeah, so he threw live BP yesterday. Uh, what I really like about him is is his willingness to want to communicate. Um, you know, obviously, last season, first year in the United States, uh, pandemic, COVID restrictions, like such an outlier year from a lot of different areas. Um, you know, and, and we've talked, like, you know, there's a lot of analytics in the game, and, and sometimes some guys can kind of get focused on that. And, and maybe there was a little bit of cloudiness there. Um, you know, with him and, and making an adjustment, helping him understand what he does really well and, and how the how Major League Baseball may, um, you know, uh, be slightly different than, you know, the uh, MPB or, or Japanese League or, you know, how, how there's some different differences there and the slight different nuances. So, you know, looking at some usage or, um, you know, just plan of attack, uh, both uh, both versus first handedness hitters um, is something that we're working on. And he's, he's an exciting arm. I mean, he's a, he, he doesn't have much obviously experience at, uh, in the United States at the major league level, but he's a, he's also a kind of a more veteran presence as well with his time over in Japan. So he, he absolutely knows what he needs to do um, to, to perform and really excited to give him the opportunity as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's just absolutely fascinating. And uh, another former A's reliever, Ryan Cook, texted me when the Giants signed Shun and said, one of my favorite teammates all time, played with him in Japan. I love that guy. Team leader, awesome. big personality. Um, so uh, that's you always love hearing stuff like that. And, uh, for sure. Uh, for sure. And, and you know, for, for, for our organization, it's, it's important that uh, we support, you know, all of our players, whether, you know, we have, you know, Taiwanese, you know, Dominican, Venezuelan, Japanese, like, so one of our efforts is to make sure that they feel comfortable with all the information and, um, you know, anything that is presented to a, you know, American or, you know, English speaker needs to be presented uh, in their, 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 their language as well. So our, our quality control, control group is doing a phenomenal job of, you know, getting their information into their native language as best we can and uh, making sure that they feel supported in that nature. That way they're a little bit more comfortable with us and they can go execute what they need to do on the mound. Yeah, that's one of the other things I really wanted to ask you about real, real quickly. Um, 
some of the information now that you guys use, some of the emphasis, um, you know, there's for a while it was everything was about spin rate and things like that, launch angles when, when Rap Soto and Trackman all started. Now yeah. the, the last maybe year or so, I hear so much about, you know, pitch mix and kind of tailoring pitch mixes for guys, pitch shapes. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. Um, this year, uh, this spring, everyone seems to be talking about change-ups in Giants camp. It seems like a, a place <laughs> that you guys are, are really emphasizing. <laughs> what, what would you say? I mean, obviously, things have changed so much just in the time you've been in the in the game, which is you're not that For old. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. But where, where are things from kind of like, a, you know, areas of emphasis? And like, like, there can almost be too much information, but it yeah. seems like you guys yeah. are really kind of focusing on some of those those things. What, what kind of jumps out to you with what, what you're really sort of using now uh, in terms of information yep. for for making people better yeah absolutely and and it's it's slightly nuanced just because you know there's things that Rapsodo gives you there's things that trackman gives you there's things that hawkeye gives you and and um from a from a movement profile standpoint those are kind of the three big things that you know most every organization uses and um you know with with, with us and, and our group here our, our pitching department we we just want our guys to more or less everyone everyone is slightly different you know um people come from different backgrounds people come from different organizations uh other teams value other things um and and at a baseline a foundational level we just want our guys to understand what they do really well so if there's a you know if, if a guy needs to worry about spin axis we we just are aware about that and we help him you know try and you know repeat that desired spin axis if it's a vertical movement concept like we just kind of want to get the guys and create a goalpost or a lane for someone to stay in and um you know same thing with all the metrics spin rates you know blah blah all that stuff and sometimes it's a usage standpoint or sometimes it's um you know throwing more fastball sometimes it's throwing less fastball sometimes it's throwing more sliders or you know leveraging you know the coin flip kind of idea 50 50 um so it's just there's just a lot of things um each guy is their own individual from a movement standpoint a usage standpoint you know uh you know weight room standpoint arm care so just trying to package and make sure each department is able to support that person's need is, is kind of how we, we try and operate. Um, and we don't try and bucket our guys into, you know, um, you know, a one, a one trick pony and, and everybody's unique, um, personality wise, arsenal wise, competitive wise. And you just want to capture that and, and help them from an analytics standpoint, uh, movement data, uh, just understand what they do well uh, as a baseline. I have always loved change-ups. Nothing, nothing is better than when a hitter looks absolutely silly on a change-up. Um, <laughs> yeah, but are, yeah. are you guys emphasizing it more, or is it just that we're hearing about it more this spring? What, what is, uh, what's going on with this, this sort of change-up emphasis that we're hearing about? Uh, I'm, I just think um, a lot of guys have really good ones, okay. uh, and uh, you know, it could be it could be a strength of a lot of guys, and some guys don't have quality change-ups, and we want to maybe uh leverage an, uh, another pitch a little bit more so again i think it's just a little bit nuanced to who the personnel is uh you know i think if you look at like kevin gossman change up splitter like leveraging that uh, a bit more uh and some focus intent uh at a different location really changes career and and uh you know johnny cueto's change up is a phenomenal change up that you know gets a lot of weak contact and swing and miss so um yeah i think it just i think it depends on on the arsenal uh, of, of the pitcher and yeah I mean maybe change-ups kind of got out of the out of the limelight for several years with velo and 
and shapes, so to speak, um, you know, taking the forefront and, you know, valuing a quality changeup is, is as old as baseball. And, and uh, it's something that we definitely don't want to get away from if, if our guys have quality ones. Yeah. I keep, I keep hearing, um, you know, that it, maybe a changeup might play better at Oracle park. Like maybe that's a great pitch for <laughs> Oracle park, but I'm not quite sure why that would be park specific, you know, that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a nice park to, to throw in. I mean, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like the Coliseum at night, you know, just throw a fastball down the middle and let it fly, you know, and, <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a big park. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, it's a great pitcher's park. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the, the, if a changeup actually plays better in Oracle, uh, not really sure on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Hey, if the ball is, is more dead this year, as there has been suggestions of that combined with a, you know, night in the Bay area and, uh, and a big park, that's, uh, <laughs> could be pretty deadly yeah. for some hitters yeah absolutely yeah hopefully we have more flags blowing in this year that'd be great uh you have two guys coming <laughs> back from tommy john john brebbia and tyler Beatty, of course yeah. um wh- where yeah. are they what, what's kind of the hope for for when you guys might be seeing them in an in-game competition yeah i mean obviously uh the sooner the better uh, but we want to be sensitive to uh following uh, a process that puts them in the best position to succeed and, and be healthy not only for 2021, but the longevity of their career. And, um, you know, they're both doing great. Um, Brevia threw his, his first full bullpen yesterday. You know, he had been doing short boxes, little touch and feels, going through his catch progression. So he's doing really, really well, uh, really, really good. Uh, Tyler Beatty also, um, you know, doing some up-down bullpens and uh, just following the course of that and, you know, just staying in communication with uh, medical on, on you know, their their progress and, uh, what needs to be done next and just following the necessary steps. So I don't really feel comfortable staying a time frame just because yeah. there's a lot of variance that can happen. Um, sometimes they go faster, sometimes they go slower, but they're both in a great spot right now and, and uh, really making each progressive step. Yeah, I feel like I've seen more of Beatty than just about any pitcher this spring. I, he seems like he's thrown a lot of bullpens and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's that's nothing but encouraging, which is which, which is great. Yeah, so, um, yeah he, he's feeling good, yep. Yeah, that's great. Final question. Uh, obviously, Buster Posey's back. How much difference yep. does that make? You know, obviously, you know, it makes a difference offensively. But for your pitching staff, just having Buster back there and, and a guy like Kurt Casale, who's who's new, but obviously experienced and, and understands a backup catcher role. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having, a, you know, a potential Hall of Fame catcher is never a bad thing. Um, you know, having, having the leadership component, uh, the trust from the pitching staff, um, you know, is, is so big, so valuable, um, you know, and, and Buster's just, you know, intuitive, um, intuitiveness behind the plate is, is such a unique talent that you can't teach. Um, and those are the things that I'm really excited about watching Buster do is, you know, he, he knows from a, from a pitch calling standpoint, um, you know, he's, he's right on par and, you know, there's trends in the game that we'll continue to communicate with and, uh, talk to him and and you know share information with him and and really rely on on his instincts and and things behind the plate because in today's day and age and in, in today's game you really don't have that and um, you know him and Molina are, are are you know probably the last two I would guess um, and and then having a guy like Kirk Casale who comes from such a quality organization from a pitching side with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, understanding pitch mixes and goals and locations. Uh, it's such a creative balance. Um, and the conversations that have been happening, um, 
are just outstanding. And, and Craig Albernaz, our, our catching coach slash bullpen coach, uh, is is elite and uh, a game changer. And the whole group as a whole. I mean, I think if you if you look at what what you know how Chadwick Chadwick Trump performed last year from a receiving perspective. Um, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Of course, you got Joey Bart, uh, you know, Patrick Bailey in camp. So the whole catching group is, uh, you know, and Gino, um, you know, the whole catching group is a very, very strong, uh, is a strong point of our organization, not only for 2021, but for years to come. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm impressed by that. And who, I think everybody likes seeing Buster Posey back in a giant <laughs> uniform and on the, <clears> on the sure. field. That's great. Well, and, Andrew Bailey, thanks so much for taking time away from. I think I've I've just done the tally. I think you got 41 pitchers in camp. So I know you need to get back <laughs> to them all. Uh, yeah. Even though there's a night game, I'm sure you're working hard already. Thanks for joining yeah. us on Giant Splash. No problem. Thanks for having me, Susan. Thanks again to Giants pitching coach Andrew Bailey for joining us on Giant Splash. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We will be back again next week with more Giant Splash. Thanks so much for listening.